Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I am Ellie Gibson. Yes, you are. And I'm Helen Thorne. Yes. And who's this? This is Rosamund Dean. Hello, Rosamund. Hello. Hello. Uh, Now, we have invited you on the podcast because, well, I have read a book that you have written called Mindful Drinking and it literally... Helen Thorne, Mm -hmm. changed my life. And I thought we have got to get Rosamond on the podcast. So I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. Mindful drinking. I'm hitting it. That's how much I like it. (laughs) Mindful drinking. I read it in two days flat because I was like, this is brilliant. Because it's so short. Partly that, yes. (laughs) I mean, it is a leaflet, but I mean, it's... (laughs) It's it's a limerick almost. But um I yes. do. But first, Rosamond, why don't you tell us about yourself? Introduce yourself for the listener. Um I'm Rosamond. I'm a journalist. Um I have two kids. They're three and a half and one. Yeah. And they're just at that stage now where I pick one of them up and the other one goes <laughs> looks at me like, Why have you left me? Yeah, and that's just your husband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so do you write about motherhood in your job as a journalist? Um, no, I don't. I don't. I'm actually... Uh, so at the moment I'm at Grazia. I'm acting deputy editor. Oh. So, yeah. So it's not so much... No, motherhood is not really part of my job in terms no, of No, you're too busy hanging out with Appletons, presumably. Is that the sort of thing you get <laughs> up to? Scattering of Appletons. <laughs> nice 90s yeah. reference. Yeah, wow. And, and you your boot-cut jeans and your <laughs> what side the, passing. What is the collective noun? A combat trouser of Appletons. <laughs> I believe. A lip gloss of... Uh... Yes, a lip gloss of chasnays. <laughs> um, do, you, do you get to hang out with the celebs much? Have you met Gwyneth? Um, I haven't met Gwyneth. No, no. So I don't know about her jade eggs and her vagina and all wow. that. Mm. The rest of us do. Uh, <laughs> too, almost too much information, isn't it? Oh, put it away, Gwyneth. Who's, who's the most famous person you've ever had a dealing with? Uh, probably my favourite person was Winona Ryder. Oh, oh I loved her. So oh my much. god! Do you know, you have a dreams. look of Winona, actually. Yes. Yeah. Nicest yeah. thing anyone's ever said to me. Oh, you're very welcome. Mm. So why did why was why was she your fave? Um, because I just loved her so much when I was a teenager with Heather's and um, oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Beetlejuice, and she didn't disappoint. No, no, oh. she's completely 
she's so lovely and kind of completely mad in a way that you expect actresses to be. Mm, like, like the reality bites character she was, sort of yeah. a bit ethereal, yeah, kind of scatty, wacky. And, yeah, awesome. Yeah, exactly. Oh well, that's great. Winona Ryder's not a cunt. Excellent. <laughs> yes, that's today's headline news. So obviously, you work in the media, yes, and um, you know, we always talk about how sort of motherhood is represented in the media by well, by twats like us, partly. Yeah. Um, and this kind of culture that you write about in your book that's arisen around sort of wine o'clock what's your what's your thoughts on all that um there is i think the way that motherhood is portrayed in the media is there's kind of two ends of the spectrum and there's the kind of you know dreamy perfect smiley gurgly cocoon of Mm. Like pristine loveliness. Everything's white. There are no yeah. stains. No, it's just white and grey. White and grey. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's you know it's all those all those lovely baby brands with their. I follow a bunch of those on Instagram, and there's the. It's like a dr- soft focus feathers. Oh, it's all exactly. very sweet. Yeah, children are clean. They're not. They yeah. don't have any scabs on their head. No one's got cradle cap in in baby wear land. No. no. All those weird pimples they get in the first couple of weeks. It's all, yeah. it's all very smooth and cute and uh, gurgly, but it's not. It's just not. And then there is the other end of the spectrum, which has, I think, become more popular in, in recent years, which is more the reality of motherhood, which is the kind I don't of... know what you're talking about. No idea. <laughs> Who, who who's, who's flogging that horse? <laughs> Sounds very unoriginal. Oh, uh, dreadful cunts! It's, yeah. the, it's the drudgery and the sleep deprivation mm. and the you know the shit. The truth, the truth, the reality. We yes. are authentic. That's our that's our life. Yeah, we're Ooh. not hiding anything. Yeah, I like no. that. Yeah, yeah. take that. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but then, but then, I think alcohol is a big part of the which yeah. we we are, we are hands up completely admitting so our own true. part yeah. in this thing, mm. aren't we? Absolutely, and mm. and it's really interesting because we we're very conscious now. I think we've always been conscious of not always putting alcohol in our Instagram posts or in our social media. I mean, it's in our podcast all the time, and and what we do, we talk about it, we sing about it in our songs. But there is a consciousness that we're not always referring to it. But when we do post about it, it's very, very popular. So I think yeah. it, it's it's of the zeitgeist and people associate wine with like a release or it might be naughty or just something for them amongst all the toys and the chaos. And you're like, oh, I can have five minutes to myself. Yeah, and yeah. wine is that instant kind of hit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when I, I used to work at Red Magazine and uh, the person that looked after our digital stuff said the number one thing that does best out of anything they post on instagram is gin anything yeah. related to gin mm-hmm. some kind of gin meme any kind of gin pun yeah we did a at christmas we did a like a gin jingle bells with like some bottles of gin it was like our best performing post ever but why why do you think that's happened rosamond what's what's going on i think it's because it's a kind of release also it feels like a little window back into the, your world before kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you could drink whenever you liked. Um, but I actually think I've drunk more as a mother. Mm. A, because I've got a bit more money because I'm older. And also I'm not going out. So it's actually cheaper to buy a six pound bottle of wine. Yeah. Than a fucking 12 pound cocktail in Hoxton. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. And, and so, so consequently, I'm probably drinking a larger quantity of alcohol because you just finish the bottle or you yeah. have friends over or when you have a play date on a Friday night, you get some, you know, frozen pizzas and you have a couple of Proseccos because yeah. it's kind of fun. And that's your fun. You don't have much else going on. have <laughs> yeah. got nothing else but alcohol. But it is. It's a connection to the outside world that you, you can't kind of get in another way. Yeah. 
I found when I was pregnant the first time. So before I got pregnant, I was my, I spent my twenties working in the media, where the, I have lot. My job involves lots of events in the evening, mm. where there's lots of free drinks. Generally, cheap white wine. It's not that glamorous, but doesn't like matter because you were smoking plastic. <laughs> doesn't matter what it tasted like exactly exactly and um and I was aware that I drank too much and when I got pregnant I found it actually really easy to drink less Mm. I I still had the occasional glass of wine but I because when you're pregnant you don't have the kind of social thing of people going go on like Mm. it's my birthday join in Mm. you don't have that when you're pregnant because people generally accept that you don't force a pregnant woman to drink Mm. and I found that you don't have to make the mental choice either because your brain has decided well obviously we're not drinking any more than I would never drink and get in a car exactly because I'm not going to drink because I'm pregnant so it's not it's not a battle it's not a conversation you have to have internally Yeah. yeah yeah exactly so I found it really easy and I thought this is great I've like changed my whole. I've changed my life. I I will be so when I have this baby, I'll be so used to not drinking because I've been doing it for nine mm. months. So it will be really easy to continue it, and I'm going to carry on eating healthily and not drinking very much. And I'm going to be so super healthy after this baby is born. It's going to be so amazing. I'm going to like feel so great. I'm going to be really thin. These were all the thoughts I had when I was pregnant. It's amazing. It's amazing the the what's it called naivety and uh, <laughs> and how idealistic you are yes. as you as you patch your bump and think this is the new me. I'm yeah. changed. I'm such yeah. a good person. I'm going to be that mum. Exactly. Not the shit mum. I'm going to be the good mum. I'm going to be exactly. a good person. Exactly. And then the baby arrives, Rosamond. And what happens? <laughs> yeah. What what happens? Happens? I once met someone and like she was, she was pregnant. I'd had a baby and she's like, yeah. And when the baby's born, I'm going to learn Mandarin. And it's like, <laughs> are you fucked? <laughs> and she's like yeah no because they just sleep all the time don't they so I'll just have loads of time so I'm going to learn I'm going to learn Chinese and I was like okay <laughs> okay bye <laughs> good luck <laughs> where's that person mm-hmm. now Ellie let's, let's catch up with it we need <laughs> not in Shanghai <laughs> More Chinese takeaway than Chinese language, but anyway, and my never ambition mind. was only to drink a bit less, which you'd think is a bit more manageable. Yeah, but, but, but apparently, apparently what happened, Rosalind? Yeah. Come on! I mean, we know the end of the story, but for the sake of fucking argument, we, we both read the book. But yeah, go on, us through it. What went on? Discuss your failures. <laughs> so after the baby was born, obviously everyone that came around wanted to celebrate. So mm. I drank shitloads of fizz, mm. and my NCT group turned out to be a bunch of people that enjoyed getting drunk Excellent. which obviously was great news yeah so i was i was very into that so we had lots of prosecco fueled play dates it's not great. really a play date when it's babies it's just hanging out and drinking prosecco with <laughs> a bunch of babies on the floor yeah it's just drinking mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drinking and leaking milk at the same time yeah. that's great <laughs> and then when i went out with my friends mm-hmm. i kind of wanted to prove that i wasn't I hadn't become like a mum. Yes. Like a boring mum. Mm -hmm. So I almost drank more than ever to be like, guys, I'm back. Here I am. I'm just catching up for the last nine months. I'm going to drink my nine months worth of drinks in one night. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And when I kept in touch with work stuff, if I went to work events, I drank loads of that. And also at home even, when um, just the novelty of being able to drink again after nine months of not drinking, Mm. my husband and I were like, oh, we can have wine for dinner. What a novelty. And then it was like, oh, "Oh, we'll do it tomorrow as well. And then basically have wine every single night. And then it just becomes a habit once you put the baby in bed. It's like, pop open the wine. And I soon realised I was probably drinking more than ever, more than I was even drinking before I was pregnant. Mm. And I kind of, 
I realised that you can't just decide to drink less and then do it. You sort of have to have a plan and a strategy. And Mm. I was interested in finding out how to do it. So I interviewed a bunch of experts and they changed my life. Yeah, and then and then you nutshelled it, and then you changed my life. I mean, it's the wheel has come full circle. And, but yeah, because one of the things I like about the book is you say quite early on, you set out your story saying, look, this is not a book for people with a serious alcoholism problem. Like, if you've got a proper alcohol addiction, you know, you're not a qualified, like, dude. Yeah. You've got to go and see someone proper, like, yeah. probably in a white coat. I don't know. <laughs> um, but this is a book for people who sort of you know deep down and this is where I was you know deep down that you're drinking too much and it's just slightly tipping out of control to the point where you find it quite hard not to drink most maybe every day (laughs) um but equally you don't want to say I'm never going to drink again you don't want to kind of a guide to just giving up alcohol forever you don't want a 12-step program because you do really like booze and you just want to get it under control yeah exactly and i think there's always been this idea that at one end of the spectrum there are alcoholics and for them drinking is a real problem Mm. and they need to to deal with it they probably need to stop altogether and then at the other end is people that have a healthy relationship with alcohol and Mm. there was kind of there's always been no recognition that in between there are loads of people that drink too much but aren't necessarily alcoholics who want to cut down but don't necessarily want to stop but just there, there wasn't really anything for those people to learn how to do that because I think it's really, really hard to do it just with mm. willpower mm. because we've been so kind of conditioned over a lifetime to associate drinking with um, with everything, with socialising, celebration, mm. uh, stress relief, relaxation. There are so many parts of the day where there are so many events that you go to where it would be almost weird not to drink in, yeah. in Britain at least and, yeah. and Australia yeah but I, I would say Britain I drank so much more when I came over here really yeah it, because you're inside more and like that and also like in Australia you're outside I don't know like I just felt there was much more alcohol and, and much more focus on alcohol and even like mm. at work do's and things like that I just felt that that culture I'm not saying you know I think you know we are neck and neck in terms of alcoholics but it's yeah i found that quite quite interesting and also kind of refreshing in a way it's like yeah of course we'll have a booze with this and of course i was like well this is really exciting but um yeah no i i think um i think what i really liked about your book in terms of the relationship with alcohol um is that yeah you you're not demonizing it Mm. not saying it's you're not saying it's a really you don't feel guilty and what i liked also is that you didn't blame the individual you said listen this is the world you know women are drinking more you're seeing it more and you know you're sitting down at night you know scrolling through your phone on instagram and every second picture is of yeah is, is of alcohol so you and they're and it's reward based as well like you feel like that's the prize at the end of the day yeah you're like, oh, i'm just going to get through this this and this and then i get to have a glass yeah. of wine and the thing is alcohol does deliver a reward because oh, yeah. alcohol oh. does it what it does is it sort of dulls your senses and your emotions so if you Mm. feel stressed or if you feel anxious or if you just feel like you need a relax Mm. it does offer that yeah i think and i think you talk about this in the book and it really resonated with me one of the things it does god because let's face it it's fucking great one of the things it does (laughs) is i'm just gonna pour myself some more wine (laughs) Um, 
do but continue it, Ellie but especially for mums like a lot of mums feel I think as I do that there's this list there's this constant list in your head of all the things you've got to do and your brain is constantly going I've got to fill out that form for the school and the little one needs new shoes and we've run out of toothpaste and I've got to do the thing the thing the thing so sometimes in the evenings when I'm trying to just relax and just watch telly or whatever my brain is going oh and there's this and there's this and there's bing, this bing bing yeah or you should be tidying the kitchen or you shouldn't you, you forgot to send that email today and then you have wine and it just it just makes everyone go shh <laughs> yeah. or occasionally didn't send that email today fuck it <laughs> have some more wine you are a good person Ellie you are yeah <laughs> And that's exactly it. And I think lots of people who have got into the habit of having mm. wine every night with dinner or whatever have, I think they feel that they would struggle to go to sleep without a glass of wine because it does do that thing of kind of shutting down your brain. Mm. But then ultimately it's been proven that wine does actually disrupt your sleep and it, it doesn't let, even though you feel like you drop off more easily, it prevents you from going into that sort of deep level of sleep where you... You know, the proper restorative sleep. Mm. It keeps you in the light sleep where you're easily wake upable and then you quite often wake up at 3am with the, with the panic. Yeah. Oh, that's what I always do. Like, bolt up. Like, yeah. And obviously, I have to piss like a horse and then go back to sleep and then I go, oh, what did I just say? What did I do? Why, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. You know, all the... Yeah. Well, I, used to, yeah. I used to have a, a fictional character that visited me in my 20s called the Remorse Horse. And and I would call it, and sometimes my friends would say, "Did the remorse horse visit you in the morning?" I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't need to dance to Love Shack on the table." The um, but the kid with nipples again. <laughs> no, oh no! Why did I do that? Um, yeah. So yeah. And and you talk in the book about how you can't kind of, or if you're a certain kind of person, you can't necessarily just say to yourself, "Well, I'm going to cut down." Yeah. Like, is it you're an abstainer? Did you? There's two types. Of oh people. yes, yeah. So this is what I learnt when I interviewed Gretchen Rubin who I'm sure you're aware I'm, of as a self-help fan. I'm currently reading her book, funnily oh. enough, The Happiness Project. Yeah, she's very, very... Kind of, she's one of my favourite self-help people because she's very kind of factual mm. and just very straightforward. And she's like, here are some useful things that you can do that will make your life better without any kind of, you know, airy-fairiness. Yeah, yeah. So she said, generally, most people are either abstainers or moderators. Mm. So moderators find it easier to not they hate to deprive themselves of anything excuse me <coughs> sorry bless you oh bless you sorry <laughs> little sneeze break <laughs> it's ambience it's all ambience lovely I'm it's sorry natural sorry. realism sorry it's future good. Ellie editing this that's um. fine leave it in mate I'm ambience ambience carry on sorry. so abstainers so no, moderators yeah. sorry yeah. so moderators don't want to deprive themselves of anything so they prefer to have a little bit of everything rather than nothing yeah, of something not they like. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think most people are probably abstainers and they find it easier to have nothing mm-hmm. of something. So they could probably they could probably quite easily resist buying a bag of Maltesers in a shop. Yeah. But if somebody gives them one of their Maltesers, then they'll be like, right, that's it. The, They're the all in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you and I are like that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the other, I, like I had I had a licorice quandary the other day in Sainsbury's, and I was like, I just want a little bit of licorice. But I know if I buy that bag of licorice, I'm going to eat that bag of licorice, and I did it anyway. I was like, <laughs> I'm having a nice time. I was a bit constipated. What did the trick? Um, but so yeah. So you work out what kind of person you are. Let's yeah. say you're an abstainer. What do you do? What's the Rosamond plan? The key to this is having alcohol-free days mm. because once once you implement a certain number of alcohol-free days, 
then that just makes that brings down the total amount that you're drinking overall and I find it much easier to not drink anything on a day than to have just one if I'm going out for dinner Mm -hmm. say or if I'm opening up a bottle of wine at home it's it's almost more difficult to have just one glass of wine Mm. whereas if I don't have anything then I can handle that more easily I think the key is to sort of find distractions or find things in your life that you enjoy doing or even explore it sounds boring but explore the world of soft drinks because it has changed dramatically in the last few years and now there are so many really Mm. really delicious really nice grown-up soft drinks that aren't like you know, in the old days, if you didn't want to drink, then you had to have a Coke or a you know, an Seven Up or a Fanta. <laughs> yeah, you... nothing wrong with a Fanta, Rosman. I mean, let's let's not be silly. Um, but yeah, like La Poche Seedlip. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, gin and tonic. Yeah, and a Verjuice is a very nice thing as well. Mm. Um, so Ellie's like because it tastes like gin, and you hate gin. I don't like gin. No, so yeah. So Seedlip that's, is not that's your probably thing. the one reason I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked I liked your tip about as well if you are if you are gonna not drink to have a signature not drink drink. Yeah. So that when someone asks you what you want to drink, your brain doesn't get a chance to kind of go, Oh, I could just have a wine. Your brain just goes, Yeah, lime and soda. That's what I think. <laughs> lime and soda, lime and soda, yeah, lime yeah. and soda. Uh, oh my god, I drink so much lime and soda, my piss could take the enamel off teeth, honestly. <laughs> but it's, yeah. yeah, it is all about preparation mm. because if you if you go out expecting to just decide on the spur of the moment not to drink, then that's not going to happen. So you have to decide in advance. Yes. Either I'm not drinking tonight, or I'm going to have one drink with dinner, and then I'm going to switch to fizzy water or whatever. And then I like your thing about planned exceptions, so yeah. you can have a night of drinking, yeah, which is what I do now. But say right on Saturday, it's so and so's birthday. Of course, I'm going to have a drink, probably seven or 18 and but that's going to be an exception so I'm not going to drink before that and I'm not going to drink after Mm, that and I was like oh that's feasible yeah that's all right it's totally feasible and I think also the thing is to look at your the drink that you're about to have and decide if you're going to look back on it with joy or regret and at your friend's Mm. birthday enjoying a drink with her you're probably going to look back on that drink with joy Mm. but if you're you know if you're like should I get into bed or should I watch one more episode of this and have another glass of wine? Then you might look back on that one with regret. Yeah, exactly. So if, ah. if you just take a moment to think of that first, then... Try to think of your future. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I'm, one of my things I get too excited about is free booze and mm. free food. Yeah. Uh, so I was at a, a launch the other night at like some Soho house thing and they just had a free bar but the first drink I had was non-alcoholic because I knew, I know what I'm like. I'm like, blah, 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 splashed it in my face. And then for every second drink, because I'd read your book, Rosamond, I was like, no, I'm going to have the elderflower cordial and then I'm going to have another, you know, fizzy water. <laughs> Whiskey double. <laughs> <laughs> but I went home and I wasn't, I didn't want to throw up. Yeah. And I didn't want to eat a burger. Like I kind of just, but I know what I'm mm. like with the free bar. I just, yeah. Yeah, and so, the more you do that, then the easier it becomes. Yeah. It's, it's just a case of getting into a different habit. Because mm. I think breaking a habit is really hard. Mm. It's much easier to form a new habit to take its place. And you say sense. in the book that the best way to break the habit is you have to go 30 days yeah. with no booze. Whoa! What's, what's yeah. the thinking behind that? Well, the jury is out on how long it takes to break a habit. So there are different theories. But 30 days is a good amount of time to mm. give it a good old 
go. And also, in 30 days, if you don't drink for 30 days, then you can really identify what your situations are, what your trigger situations, where you really want to drink. Tuesdays for me. Also, Wednesdays, <laughs> Thursdays, Fridays, then it's the weekend. Sunday lunch. <laughs> I mean, Monday's never a great day. No. Uh, but yeah, but you identify your triggers. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you know what they are, then that helps you prepare for them in future. It helps you learn from that and prepare for them in the future. And I think it's always really important to learn from your experience. So if if you if you're trying to drink moderately and you fall off the wagon and just get shit faced for whatever reason, then what can happen is that people wake up the next day and they're like, oh, I can't, I've tried to drink moderately, I can't do it, I might as well give up. And they feel anxiety, regret, guilt, you know, remorse, all these kind of negative feelings, which all of those are triggers for drinking anyway. Mm-hmm. And they end up back in the spiral of thinking, can't cut down, so I might as well drink this now. And instead, mm-hmm. what they should do is say, that happened last night, fine, I can look at that today kind of work out why it happened and then I can think about what I will do in the future if that same set of circumstances conspires against me again and I and learn from it and yeah. move on with my life mm. so mm. I think just don't beat yourself up if you fall off the wagon I think that's really really good advice because that applies to so much of this advice applies to um food as well because now I think of alcohol in the same way I think of cake so if it's a friend's birthday or a celebration or I'm having, you know, I'm having a dinner or I just fancy a bit of cake, then I will have cake. But cake is not something I have every single day. Mm. And I definitely don't have like five slices of cake. So that's that's the difference. You're not mm. a cake head, basically. It's not a cake You head. don't have no. a cake dealer. No. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to get done for possession of cake. No. Uh, you're all right. She's you, not that guy. She's yeah. not that guy. <laughs> And, and it's also part of the thing about over those 30 days, you sort of appreciate the benefits of not drinking. Yeah. Which you list as like, I think one is like your skin is better, obviously yeah. you save money, um, you're less tired. And apparently the sex is better, Rosamond. <laughs> I, I highlighted that, <laughs> underlined. Sober sex, what's that about? Yeah. <laughs> but you maybe it can improve your sex life. Probably. Yeah, it definitely can. Oh my goodness, there's so much science behind this about all the... Because people think that well, I mean, alcohol does um, remove your inhibitions, so in that way, it, it... can get into all sorts of positions. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's not tell you the story of you in the Southern Comfort no, again. Let's let's not, no, 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 there. that's done too many rounds of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's what you sort of think. You think, I'll have a few cheeky glasses of wine and then, you know, knickers off yeah. doing other things. <laughs> yeah, but there are, I mean, there are loads of ways in which alcohol is actually really bad for your sex life. and It's quite it's widely known about mm. men and um brewers droop sad penis we're being really sensitive we're being really respectful of wake up issues. wake up <laughs> come on little fella come on come on what you doing there don't be shy yeah. <laughs> open that one eye <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, Ellie, we're alienating our male listeners all of a sudden. Analating. Analating our male listeners. Sorry. Annihilating, I think. That's, no. 
it does affect women in the same way in that it deadens the senses and mm. it does make sex less enjoyable. Mm. And also because it's dehydrating, it, um, it's, it's a problem for... Uh, Lubrication. Yes. So your thing is, so you do the 30 days and um, then and you keep a logbook, is that where you keep a journal or something? Yes, so um, loads of research has shown that monitoring habits helps improve them. So if you want to eat more healthily, they advise you to keep a money diary. If you want to save money, no, sorry, food diary, yeah. money, money diary. Don't eat money. Yeah. <laughs> never, Don't eat money. never eat money. It's such a waste. Yeah. Or burn at you dicks, KLF. <laughs> anyway. Oh, what a... T- what oh, a t- why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, this, come on, this isn't the anti-KLF podcast. That's next week. We'll be talking about things in the 90s we wish hadn't happened for an hour. The Appletons and oh, KLF. Oh, oh, I've got a lot of time for them. Um... <laughs> Uh, yes, so you do. So you have your logbook, or like so yeah. you, there's apps you can get where you can log. Yes, the... so there's a really good one um, from the charity Drink Aware, which is it's excellent actually. So you can just enter what drinks you've had, and um, it works out. It says you've saved, you've had this many units, and that says you've saved this much money. You've saved this many calories. It kind of breaks it down in terms of um, that's the equivalent of this many burgers. So it's the way it presents it really makes you think. God, fucking hell, that's a lot of. You know, it's a lot of wine I had yeah. last night. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you mentioned something in the book about like seven Mars bars, and said you know mm. you'd feel really sicky if you yeah. if you did like if we were all just at bars eating chocolates <laughs> like they're going oh let's have another round of bounties. Yeah, I think we'd all feel a bit queasy, but I think when it's in liquid form and it's pretty or served in a stupid fucking jar or a tin, that can we talk about that? We just talk about how drinks look stupid these days. That puts me off drinking. Serve an old tin can and I'll put it in the bin. It's a conspiracy by drink aware. Yeah. Stupid drinks. Yeah. So drinks in jars. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. No. So you've done your 30 days, you've yes. done your logbook or your app or whatever. And yeah. then, so this is the bit I like when you get to go, go back, back to drinking, but in a sort of more sort of moderate way. Yeah. And you talk about a thing that you have called the rule of three. What's the yes. rule of three? So the rule of three is that I only drink on three days of the week 
so that's four alcohol-free days. If, in case you can do Good maths, Rosamond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm too pissed. I couldn't work that out. <laughs> and on the days I do drink, I have no more than three drinks. Ah, okay. So, so I find that much easier to mm-hmm. stick to because I understand it than working out units because I know, you know, if you pour a glass of wine at home, who knows how many units is in there? Yeah. It's usually about six. Yeah. Because it's very normal. There is actually what's known in my social circle as a Gibson measure. <laughs> so when you say a glass of wine, like, do you mean a Gibson measure? Do you mean, do you, I mean, <laughs> just do a regular a wine? Glass? Yeah. Well, it varies and I don't get hung up on it because even if I have three Gibson measures of wine, it's still, you know, if if I'm only drinking on three days of the week and I'm not necessarily having three drinks on each of those days, then mm. I'm still drinking hell of a lot less than I used to in the olden days. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't I don't worry about how big the drinks are. Just yeah. three is my max. I like it. It's I like really it. neat, isn't it? It's a really neat little grid, and then you could just have. Yeah, because like obviously there's like a Friday or Saturday night, and then that gives you an option if you're going to a hmm. I don't know some work thing. Or do you ever combine one and just go right? I'm on hands light. I'm gonna have nine, and that's all right. I feel like you need a token, like a token system, like nine little things you could just take out, like a marble system maybe. Yeah. Well, once you start drinking less, then you do find that you your tolerance goes really far down. So you, yeah, just a couple of drinks gets you nicely. Shit based. No, I think I. So basically, Ellie read the book and and she rarely gets excited about things, but she was like, Helen, this is really awesome. I read it in two days and uh, it changed my life. And I thought, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. And I felt the same way. And it is, and it does, you do feel like you've got a, suddenly a heightened awareness of where you're at, your relationship with wine and why you're drinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's good. And it still doesn't mean, I don't, don't feel like it's less fun. But, but the, the nasty bit of like just drinking for the sake of drinking or the fact that you open the fridge door and it's there and you go, oh, why not? Yeah. Um, that, this is what I say. When, when I say it's changed my life, I don't mean because I've, I've never, I'm never having a drink again and I'm this new renewed sort of you zen-like know. person <laughs> who just doesn't even need wine anymore. That's, <laughs> you know, that's obviously not the case. I still really love drinking and I love wine, but now it's like something I look forward to as a special thing that I'm, I'm pointing at Helen because it's mainly with you yes and um, I do with you um rather than yeah I just fell into this habit of mm. like quite often at five o'clock every day just going like right well I've, I've, I've cooked the tea you know like, right, or I'm cooking the tea yeah open a glass of wine as I do the dinner and the next thing you know it's bedtime and I've had three glasses of wine already yeah. mm. and it was just getting a bit yeah. yeah and I was exactly the same and also since I've um, cut down the amount that I drink. Friends have said to me, "Well, oh, you haven't really, you haven't changed your drinking habits at all because they haven't noticed. Yeah. Because if I go out for dinner with them and have three glasses of wine, it still seems like, well, that is like a fine amount of drinking yeah. to have with dinner. You can share a bottle of wine with someone. And yeah, that, that feels like treaty and things like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they just because they see me in those social occasions, they don't realise yeah. that I'm just no longer cracking open a drink." I'm drinking that every red wine. Evening. You can't remember when you open it, you're like, a bit vinegary, but you know, it does <laughs> yeah. the job. It'll never yeah. last that long in our house. <laughs> <laughs> and also, at work events, I have a rule now, which is I don't turn down free champagne, but it's so rarely champagne at those events, yeah. it's normally some shit wine. Yeah. So now, if, if I'm not going to enjoy it, I don't have it. 
Yeah, yeah. I like it. I think we've just changed everyone's life now. I I think you're welcome, listener. All right. Well, that's book chat done. Yes. Should we have a Should we have a game? Yes. Let's do a game. So I created a game called Pissed or Stupid. Yes. (laughs) Um, Ellie has known me for five years, almost exactly to the day, and she knows that. Do you know what? I do stupid things even if I'm sober and sometimes when I'm drunk. So I thought I would list uh, a whole lot of things I've done and I want to see whether you think I've done it when I'm pissed or just because I'm stupid. Oh, I'm <laughs> in. Right. All right. Now, am, okay. I, am I guessing or is Rosamond guessing or are we both? You're, you're going to buzz in. You can make a noise if you yeah. want to. But All right, what ready? Noise, what noise are you making? <laughs> You don't have to be so that way. (laughs) Just do a beep if you want. Okay. All right. Are we ready? I once weed directly into my rucksack while traveling in Malaysia. Um, (laughs) Stupid. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because I'm not very familiar with my own vagina. And so I didn't know how to direct the flow. Uh, And so I just like... You know those toilets in Malaysia that are just a hole in the floor? Uh, just pissed through past the hole and into my rucksack of clean clothes. No, so nice. just stupid. Just stupid, not even pissed. Uh, okay. I skinny dipped during the day in Australia. <laughs> Ellie. Stu- uh, pissed. Pissed. I don't think you would do that sober. I did it because I'm stupid. Oh, because <laughs> oh, normally you're quite... I know you like I'm to quite, keep it all I know. tucked in. That was oh. the twist. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> people were very surprised on the beach uh, when they came around the corner. I ran around the uni running track in a G-string and a pair of heels. Punk! Yes. Pissed. Yes! Yes, I would have said pissed because you would only wear heels if you were pissed. Yes, I don't like a high <laughs> don't shoe. Like a heel. No, no. Or a G-string. No. I once got stuck horizontally between the wall and my bed head board. <laughs> For like more what? than vertically pissed vertically. Sorry, yes, I was vertically, not horizontal. What you were standing up? No, I was stuck, wedged between a bed headboard and a wall, in uh, vertically. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> I mean both. <laughs> pissed no, and stupid. No, just stupid. I, I dropped something behind the bed head, and I was oh, home I alone. And then I slipped between the bed <laughs> <laughs> in a star formation. <laughs> and I was like, it took a long time to get out, and I thought I was going to die there. <laughs> anyway, just stupid. Okay. Once I arrived to work, only wearing socks. <laughs> Where was your work? It was in a bar. <laughs> what, just socks? Nothing yeah, just else? So- no, no, and clothes, but no shoes. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> 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 um, pissed? No, stupid. I, I, might, I got my boyfriend to give me a lift, and I forgot to put my shoes on while walking to the car. <laughs> that does sound like the sort of thing you would do. <laughs> yeah. I flashed my bush at my international work colleagues. <laughs> International. <laughs> Would it have been better if they were native work colleagues? <laughs> Fucking hell. It was at an international event, like a conferency thing. It's not better or worse. <laughs> That's no different. <laughs> I don't know. Pissed, pissed. Yes, I was. Yeah. That was in Venice when I was working at the Biennale. With some international colleagues. Oh, <laughs> international all know. the countries. Yes, it's all my Australian bush. <laughs> Okay, last one. I ate horse meat. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Rosalind just made it. Is yeah. that a buzzing or just... just... <laughs> it's difficult because you know my thing is I think if you're going to eat animals, just eat animals. Don't make a fuss about yeah. it. Yeah. I would eat horse meat sober. Not pissed or stupid. No. Yeah. 
Just a decision. No, no, I was... Just yeah. French. Just yeah. French. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was sober. I ate some horse salami in Italy. What was it like? Oh, salami, yes. It was like prosciutto. It didn't, didn't feel like anything different. Mm. Did it not taste of sugar cubes and polos? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it would taste like that. All right, well, that was that game. And the winner is Rosamund. Yay! Because she's the guest. Um, uh, so do you have a scummy mummy confession for us, Rosamund? My 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 own mum, was mm-hmm. a, she was a single mum. She worked full time. And I definitely, you know, ate Finder's Crispy Pancakes for almost every meal. I've yes. never had these and Ellie talks about like you must have these. <laughs> yeah. Something like if you onion were a child and, of the 80s or something or yeah. the 90s. We just had plain cheese. Mm. Beef was good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Strong gravy. <laughs> Probably had horse in it. <laughs> so I always feel like, you know, I've I've turned out fine. Yes. And I feel like I give myself a break. One weird thing my kid does actually is you know those um massive sanitary towels that you get after you have a baby. Oh, I love those. They're yeah, like the, sitting on a cushion. The, yeah, the really big, oh, thick, cushiony yeah. ones. Very, it's like a nice little treat for your vagina. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. You yeah, treat nice. yourself, don't you, sometimes? Yeah, I know. Oh, put just a nice, cucumber nice slices on the eyes. Put <laughs> maternity pad down the pants. Oh, just relax. Right. Yeah. Home's under the hammer on, cup of tea. That's their <laughs> That's idea so of a good nice. night in. Oh, so nice. Good times. So I've, I had a big kind of packet of one of those in the bottom of my wardrobe. My son... Pulled them out of the wardrobe and he was like, sort of rubbing his face on them. And I just think, like, a lovely, like a lovely soft pillow. Oh, and yes. he was like, what are these? And I was like, they're sanitary towels. And he said, what are they for? And I was like, they're for women when they have a period. Yeah, he thought it might as well be blunt yeah. about this. You're so modern. And, <laughs> and he was like, I like them. And he sort of squashed them into my handbag and walked around in my handbag with sanitary towels. <laughs> And then he he got in this habit of coming into our room every morning, getting out the sanitary towels, putting them in the handbag and walking around with them. Yes. And um, one day I thought, this is a bit weird. I'm just going to keep them in a different place. And um, he opened the wardrobe and was like, where are the sanitary towels? <laughs> when the woman has her period. <laughs> and then and I was like, oh, there, there aren't any, there aren't any left. We've run out. And he was like, no, I'm the sanitary towels. <laughs> Worked up that I got them down from the high shelf, and I was like, "There are your sanitary towels." And he like, <laughs> gave them a cuddle like they were his friend. Put them in the handbag, and then sort of walked around the house. Oh, and I, I don't, I don't know how to break it. He just loves them so much. Oh wow, he's. <laughs> Did you, can I ask you, because you two have children older than mine, can I ask you about International Book Day? Well, I mean, Helen's worked with international colleagues, so I mean, she would be the Rosamond to talk to about uh, uh, that. As we like to say in our show, it's basically Amazon Prime Day. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and both Ellie and I uh, dressed up our sons, because they're exactly the same age, uh, as things from comics so yeah mine was Dennis the Menace and Hugo was Captain America yes um, so yeah comic books yes yeah, so that, that's how fine. he yeah. that's how he framed <laughs> it oh, I get annoyed when people call them graphic novels though they're just fucking comics just grow up <laughs> just own it you like comics yeah well he's in nursery so I didn't think we had to bother and then oh, no. dropped him off on the day Every other kid dressed Bow. up. Yeah. Oh, Felt like a ter- terrible parent. He won't remember. He's young. Don't no. worry. There are some parents who have like the papier-mâché, you know, um, full hand-sewn costumes and all the things. And then there's the parents like Ellie and I who bought it for £5 from the supermarket. So, you know, <laughs> be, be it what you want. Um, yeah. 
if you yeah. buy it a slightly bigger size they can wear it again the next year <laughs> I, I called my first son Charlie so that I just have to give him a Mars bar and I'm like there you go Charlie the chocolate factory is just a normal boy who likes chocolate that's fine uh, and then we called the second one Gruffalo so uh, see how that works out well there we go so uh, yes Mindful Drinking How Cutting Down Can Change Your Life by you Rosamond Dean is out now it is Speaking of which, should we should we mention our sponsor oh yes <laughs> this this Mindful Drinking podcast was sponsored by iHeartWines.co.uk. The irony is I know, me. I know. We love wine. Thank you. And we love getting it for free. So thank you, iHeartWines.co.uk. Well, there we go. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Rosamond. Thank you very much for having me. A uh, bit of admin, Helen? Yeah, that's right. We're doing so many live shows across the country. Many of them have sold out, but do check the website. We're going to Brighton. Uh, we're going to Cornwall. Mm. Uh, Birmingham, Manchester. I'm doing like pointing at maps in yes, the air we're going this. international that's right uh, going back to Norwich so do check the website scummymummies.com and look on live shows and uh, do follow us on the Instagram and of course with the podcast please rate, review and subscribe yes and our book is still in print why not it pick is. it up when you're picking up a copy of Mindful Drinking until next time bye 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 Oh, here's Ellie's husband. Hi, darling. You're right. Yes. Uh, this is Rosamond. She's changed my life. Oh. Hi. Um, you know how I'm drinking less? Oh, yes. So, fucking... What do you mean? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Keep this in, Ellie. Future Ellie. She wrote this book that I've been trying to make you read. I'm going to get to it. After, <laughs> after I finish this beer. All right. Do you All think right. there's a connection between not drinking so much and the number of packets of snackerjacks there are in the house? That's Jay Wicks' fault. That's <laughs> He's on next week. Uh, serious snacker jacks problem. Oh, they're very transference good. of uh, vices. This is probably a good thing. I'm a snackhead. What can I say? <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 